Hey, want to welcome you to the podcast? Roots. The Unseen Life. I'm Dwayne and... I'm Jennifer. Hey, man. So today it's guest lists. We have no guests. <laughs> Not a list of guests, but minus guests. Minus guests. It's you are blessed, hopefully, you you see it that way, uh, to have Jennifer <laughs> and I uh, talk with you guys today. Um and uh, we want to talk about something that's just kind of prevalent in specifically in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for me is, I think the question, I mean, it's insane what's happening. And we keep on saying what in the world or what's going on right. or how did we get here? Uh-huh. And there's, and so I just, we just want to talk about that. Like what is happening? Yeah. Not only in America, but in the earth. Yeah. And this, of course, isn't a complete picture of what's happening. It's oh, really? Kind of, no, not today. This is our sliver of a vantage point. Absolutely. And, but it's, I agree with you, Dwayne. It, it, it's crazy what's going on. And there's just kind of wholesale division everywhere. You know, there's a prophetic word going out that, and it's, you know, I'm, please don't quote me. I'm ass- massively paraphrasing here, but that civil war will come to America one day, uh-huh. and so I'm. I'm. Please don't quote me on that. I'm just. But there is more than one person that has said that. Right. That's why I'm starting to follow Captain America. <laughs> He's going to know what to do. Well, I'm just like. Last night, I was sitting out on our our, our balcony, back porch, or balcony, or whatever, with my son-in-law, JL. And we were looking um, just at the news and what's happening. And in Louisville, there are protests. So, so you know, people, you know, specifically around, it's around the race topic. There's protests. And on both sides of the protest, there are armed individuals. We had, you know, um, look like to me an AR-15. Oh, my goodness. A guy dressed in camouflage, a white guy. And then a... A very, actually, I would use the word, it was shocking, elegant young black woman who had like, looked like to me like a Kalashnikov or some intense rifle. And and the police are going, we don't want to step in in case this escalates. But armed individuals in protests are happening in the streets of this nation. Right, right. And I'm going, what in the world? Uh-huh, <laughs> like, uh-huh. how did we get here? Yeah. And I'm, I'm going, one foolish move yeah. will spark, I think, what will massively spread throughout the nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, guys, we need to wake up. Right. And, you know, just maybe this is a side point. I don't want to get us off track. But I am irritated that... The, the racial issue has been politicized, and it's said that one party cares and the other party doesn't. Well, it is, a, it is an issue that is a problem, and, and it's well, you're, way beyond politics. You're, you'll get off where I was wanting to go, so thank you. Oh, okay, you go ahead. Get us back on well, track no, there, it's, No, but for me, it, well, I just want to get this point out, is, guys, we're in trouble. Yeah. And, and, and I'm afraid uh-huh. of what's happening. Uh-huh. And it's become... The, the the people of color's pain has become politicized uh-huh. without a doubt and we're in trouble. Right. And the I, pain is real. Hundred percent the pain is real. But I'm just having even a hard time expressing what I'm feeling today because I'm afraid uh-huh. of the future of this nation. Uh-huh. And 
and I'm not even wanting to really get into the, in this episode probably the the issues as opposed to Houston, we've got a problem. Right. And I don't know if people are looking with eyes to to under to understand what God is saying. Uh-huh. So you want us to go up a bit, take a bird's eye view, a little bit, and today. look at the chaos from a different lens. I'm absolutely like I'm afraid. Uh-huh. Like today, I've just been studying for. Um, I'm just going to speak tonight in our service, and I'm I'm just. I'm nervous. I'm afraid. I'm cautious of what's going on, uh-huh. and um, and so from that perspective, I want us to talk, right? Um, you know, because we have a global pandemic that is massively impacting this nation. We've been looking at it slash the globe slash the globe, but like, how is it impacting, and what is God saying? Uh-huh. Then we've got massive racial tension that has emerged. Yeah. And I think it's valid. There yeah. is pain that is been historic pain that uh-huh. is now being expressed in this right. generation. And we we're we gotta pay attention. Absolutely. But the response to the pain is causing this divide that I feel like could escalate overnight. Yes. yes. And that's caught me just I'm just aware and I'm nervous. Yes, and yes. and so if we go back to even like pre let's let's say you know 20, December 2019 mm-hmm. and and you would sit and talk with leaders in the body of Christ mm-hmm. leaders would would say guys we we have a little bit of a problem here. Mm-hmm. This generation that's coming forth, many of the millennials are disengaging with church. Sure. And then the Gen Zs are are really not even going to church. Uh-huh. So they're not even disengaging. They're just not going. Sure. And so even pre that, we've got some issues and mm-hmm. some challenges in America. And I want to have a sober conversation about where we're at. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes sense. And what is God saying to us? Uh-huh. And, and then how do we respond? Right, right. And so that's where, um, just uh, let me give you a little snapshot. So basically, Second Chronicles chapter 6, Solomon is uh, consecrating un- this temple that he's built unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that, you just, I mean, I don't want to go into the whole thing, but it's pretty, a pretty incredible th- feat and sure. pretty incredible what he built. And then he goes, I want God's blessing over with this. And so he calls the nation and he prays this pretty powerful prayer. Mm-hmm. And it's basically when we're in trouble, mm-hmm. so i.e. invading armies, i.e. pestilence in the land, i.e. when we've sinned, if we will turn to this place uh-huh. and pray, if we will turn to you and pray, mm-hmm. will you hear us? Right. And God answers by fire. That's out of my context. It is. I mean, answered by fire. Yes. So it's so easy to read the Bible and not really put yourself in the story. Yes. And because I don't know the God that literally answers by fire. Right. So they knew him. Absolutely. I mean, that that already is a stop, pause, ponder, and go, whoa. So he, and so um, after that, yeah. there's, there's eight days of um, feast and consecration, and then Solomon sends the family home. Sure. I just got to make a comment. If you hear a little crackling noise. A little crunching. It's our dog. 
and she's eating these these I don't know what they are. It's a buffalo stick or something, and it has a, a particular odor that's quite pungent. <laughs> so it's just like, oh my gosh. We found having the dog here by us is the best way to keep her quiet yes. during the podcast. Otherwise, she barks at the door the entire time. Yes. So we'd prefer the crunching of the buffalo <laughs> stick over the um, barking at the door. So, so we're just keeping it real. We're keeping it real. So basically, what happens, though, is... Solomon sends the nation back to their house because he called the whole nation for the dedication. Right. And then it's the second time that God visits Solomon. Mm -hmm. So the first time was when he was becoming king, what do you want? And he asked for wisdom. And this is the second time God visits Solomon and mm -hmm. says, listen, in verse uh, 12 to 14, 12 to 15, he says, he visits him in the night and uh -huh. says to him, I've heard your prayers. I just love that. Yeah. God's listening yeah. to every prayer. Yeah. And then he says, whenever the nation gets in trouble, if you'll turn, mm -hmm. seek my face, mm -hmm. humble yourself, I will come and heal your land. So that to me, God says, here's the template. Yeah. When there's crisis, when there's problems, yeah. when I am confronting sin in the heart of a people, mm -hmm. here's the template to right. get back on the right page. Right. Which is amazing. So there's hope. Absolutely. In, in the chaos, in the crazy, we Abs have hope. Absolutely. Uh -huh. And there's a strategy. There's yeah. a plan. Yeah. So, you know, it depends on who you talk to. Um, the prophet Joel, as to what time of in the nation's history, uh -huh. he was a minor prophet, what we call. And so you don't got you don't exactly have the the right. I mean, there's there's lots of thought, but. As to when he was exactly prophesying, but we know this, there was four locust plagues mm -hmm. that had gone through the nation mm -hmm. and pretty much decimated. Right. I think it's like verse five. Joel says, hey, you drunkards mourn because you have no more new wine. <laughs> so so we, got a, we got a problem here. But in verse, I believe, Joel 1 verse 14, I believe it is, There's he says, guys, God has a problem with us. Yeah. He goes, we we are off and we have an issue. And so he says, first of all, prepare yourself, yeah. gird yourself. Yeah. And then he says, lament mm -hmm. and wail. Yeah. And when God has a controversy mm -hmm. with you, mm -hmm. prepare yourself. God's going to come and talk. Yeah. And and then in the context of that you need to enter in to a mourning and a lament. Mm -hmm. And we don't really understand that right. within the charismatic church. Or or any church, I think. I don't know that there's a, a, a lamenting happening in any type of church. And I think part of it is we become so insulated because we're hanging out with everyone who thinks the same, feels the same. And so we're not even brushing up with different opinions other than what we see on social media and the news. Absolutely. So we're so rooted in our belief system because our neighbor thinks like us, our pastor thinks like us, our small group leader, our mother, our father, and we've clustered around ide ideologies. Absolutely. And so we don't see clearly. And, the, and that's why there is the pause. Like, hold on, maybe I'm off. Maybe I'm not clear in my thinking. And that's where we need the Bible to read us and change us. 
so just I don't know if you have more on that, but it's really I think it's very very important for us to hear right now uh-huh. because it depends on what voice you're listening to, yeah. as to how you're thinking. Yeah, absolutely. And if we're not listening to God, yeah, and allowing the Word of God yes. to talk to us in this season, yes. we're actually could be on the wrong page. Right, right. And, and I, I just let me. Yeah. And I'm afraid we are. Yeah. That's where I'm like, I think we're on the wrong page. Yes. And there are those times where the Lord breaks in in a sovereign way and, and realigns you in a moment. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But there are those times where you actually slowly drift from that center and, and you get a little bit off and your ears get itchy and you start to scratch them with other voices and, and slowly you actually aren't living biblical values anymore right? because the cultural narrative is louder. It makes sense. It's more socially tolerated. And the Bible comes in often like a hammer and disrupts our ideologies, our belief systems, our relationships at times. Yes. And, and I need to get back to that oh my, I need to tremble at his word. Yes, I need to go low. I need to recognize that often my own predisposition to a belief system is clouding me from seeing truth. Yes. And it's easy to create your own narrative of truth. And that's what's terrifying. Yes, absolutely. Very well said. Thanks, Dwayne. If you didn't catch that, just go back and listen to that again. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's... Uh-huh. It's, it's, you know, and Chelsea Noonkamp, who's um, on a, a part of our, our, our church here and one of our leaders in our body, made it, I was having coffee with her and another, another one of our church members, <clears throat> and she made this comment that I've just been thinking about. She goes, we in the church are actually mirroring what's happening in the culture. Mm-hmm. And it was so, I mean, I've just been thinking about it. Within our local church, like, Upper Room Denver right now, mm-hmm. we have great divide yeah. in our church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's basically we've aligned ourselves with our political parties and we are approaching things at that level. Right. And right. and I'm going, no, 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 no. Don't. And there's a little bit of truth in both parties. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So that's not even my point. Oh, <laughs> hello. She's jumping. It looks, like she, it looks like she's um, forgot her. Her buffalo moved, stick. She moved on from buffalo stick. Now she's so, biting your arm. So for me, the but what's what's intriguing to me uh-huh. is that we've allied, allowed these political ideologies to actually direct our thought. Yeah. And I think God's say, speaking profoundly right now, but I don't know if we're listening. And that's what's got me uh-huh. a little bit shook up today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. going, guys, God's talking to us. Right. He's talking to us. Right. And he's got things that he wants to say, and we cannot get caught up in yeah. the voices and, yes. and, and position ourselves in our political parties. Yeah. And I want to say this really, really loudly. Yeah. Your hope is not in your political party. Yeah. And we have to position ourselves in a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're going 2021, January, my, I'm setting my eyes for my political leader. You're putting your hope in the wrong place, and you've aligned yourself with the wrong purposes. Yeah, I agree. You know, you've said this different times. We have deified 
are political parties. And guys, you're a believer. You're a citizen of another kingdom. And you do not line yourselves up with the political forces and put your hope there. Yes, vote. Absolutely. But my hope is not no. in, in Biden. My hope is not in Trump. Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. really not. Mm-mm. And that's not where I, I'm, I get up in the morning and go, oh, thank goodness this guy's in power. No. No, no way. No, no, no way. way. Yeah. And, you know, along those lines, if we're just going to rant for a second, I think... What is disturbing to me is that the Constitution of the United States has been elevated to the same status as the Bible. Flesh that out. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Because Americans, we get all into our rights. We defend our rights. We fight for our rights. And I think I think there's a level of patriotism that's healthy and good. Essential. But there's a level of nationalism that is not healthy and good. And as soon as we hold a document written by men, the Constitution of the United States of America, we lift it up and we act as if it's infallible, we are walking on dangerous ground. Yeah. And that's what makes me nervous. There is a a twisting even within the church, of, of the Constitution and the Bible as if they've been woven together, and they have not. Right. And I want to take up my cross and die daily. Yeah. I want to die to my rights yeah. in Christ. Absolutely. And so then when there is this, the Constitution is, is so important, and I, I esteem it, and it should be esteemed. It's good, but it is not. It is not the Bible. Right. Then... Well, I'll just say this, and we may get all kinds of things, you know, letters and blah, blah, blah. But like right now with COVID going on, somehow people are saying wearing a mask is persecution. Yeah. And I am going, what are we talking about? Like you and I were in a person's home in India, and we waited with the wife who was pregnant and their two-year-old daughter for the husband to get back from the police station where he was literally beaten for the gospel. No, I remember he came home. The fear of the Lord was in the room. I mean, he came home and sat in his chair as a broken man. Yes. Because he had just been beaten and harassed by the police. And and yet it didn't stop him? No. There was some it was it was for the sake of Christ, not for the sake of his rights as a citizen. Yes, absolutely. That's where I'm like, I don't have patience for that. Yeah. It actually makes me angry. Yes. Because it dishonors martyrs. It dishonors people that have actually stood for the gospel of Jesus Christ, not American values. And I think we have to take our American rights. And lay them at the cross yes. and go, I surrender to God. And so my rights as American do not trump what I have to surrender at the cross. Absolutely. And and we, you and I have a different vantage point, uh-huh. And I think it's important. You know, yeah. I've lived in six countries. Uh-huh. And so I actually love America. Uh-huh. I, I, so, I love living here. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an amazing country that has been built. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the context of all of that, um, we do, we've lived in Brazil. I've lived, I was born and raised in Canada. We've lived in Holland. Um, we've lived in Budapest, Hungary. When I was a kid, I lived with my family in Africa. Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. So I have a very different vantage point. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it's something that we need to ponder and go, and we have a different perspective. So I come to America going, no, I love this country. Uh I think it's an amazing country. Um, We uh, can appreciate what it is. Absolutely. But also at that, um, before me being an American, I am actually belong to an eternal kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I live according to the values and the priorities and the purposes of that kingdom, of that that country that's coming, (laughs) say it that way. And so that's where these rights of Americans and these these issues, um, we're going to have a problem. A clash is coming. It's coming, people. And I am nervous. And so... All that to say, mm-hmm. we kind of got off there, and I'm bringing us back to the prophet Joel. Right. Um, what I what I want to position myself, position our family, um, as we walk this out is these next months leading up to the election of 2020, um, November 3rd. It's that it's that Tuesday. No, um, was it maybe it's November 5th? It's the Tuesday, first Tuesday of November. I want to enter into personal lament yeah. and personal reflection. Right. And I'm, I'm wanting to go there and going, inviting God into my life yeah. and in sobriety come yeah. and, and, and not just a quick, Hey, 20 minute prayer time. I'm going these next couple of months, I am posturing myself that if there's anything that is offensive in my life, mm-hmm. come and root it out. Right. Come and confront my sin, mm-hmm. my arrogance, my wrong thinking. Come yeah. and confront it. Yes. Help me, help me understand what you're wanting in this hour. Yeah. Because if I don't do that, um, I am afraid. And I'm, I'm saying this, I am genuinely afraid of where we're at mm-hmm. and feel like this is the appropriate response to a time of great division and crisis. We have a pandemic in the earth mm-hmm. and God's talking and mm-hmm. we need to wake up. Yeah, yeah. So what do we do? I, I, when you look at Joel, um, when you look at Joel chapter two, he, he, he makes some interesting points, um, you know, so if I let me just give you a couple of verses here, but you don't want to be, you don't want to be the guy that sounds the alarm mm-hmm. when there's not something to sound the alarm about. Sure. But Joel starts off chapter two with "Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm on my holy on my holy mountain. Mm-hmm. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand." Mm-hmm. And the day of the Lord, biblically, is God's coming to confront and judge a nation, judge a people. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't want to lose that in the midst of the crisis. I want us to have a bigger picture and kind of God is speaking. Yeah. And I believe it's judgment. He's shaking America yes. and shaking the gods of this, the gods of this age. Mm-hmm. And let's not you, you lose that in this hour right. and take a step back and go, okay. So that was Joel 2 verse 1. Then verse 12, just now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's I believe, what Joel is, is, is speaking of here yeah. is what Solomon prayed and God, God came and emphasized. 
when there's a tr- trouble, when there's crisis, turn to me yeah. with weeping and mourning. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord, mm-hmm. for the Lord is gracious. Yeah, I love that. And I, I want to be on that page of this conversation yeah. right now. Uh-huh. That's where I want to line myself up with and, and ask God, come and talk. Yeah. God, come and speak. Yeah. Confront me. And so we're doing this. I want to do this at a personal level. Absolutely. I want to do this at a family level. Yeah. And then I want to do this at a church level, yeah. you know, locally here and just allow the Lord to come in. Yeah. And so it's challenging. I'm one individual in the midst of 320, 350 million people in this nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, what do I do? How do I respond? What do I enter into? Yeah. How do I make a difference? Mm-hmm. And so I believe that this is the biblical response. Right. That when there's a problem and a crisis, this is how I respond personally. Right. right. Which is good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're great, Dwayne. And um, I think it, it's it really is specific. Mm. And so we can do this. And, Absolutely. And corporate, like at a corporate level, what is corporate? It's a grouping of individuals. Mm-hmm. And so if individuals start taking personal ownership, it becomes corporate. Absolutely. So it needs to start at a very small level, a very Absolutely. personal level at me. Yes. I need to go, okay, how do I do this? What, yes. where, what area should I be mourning, lamenting? Yes. Let me fast. Let me weep. Let me rend my heart, not my garments. So. Yes. Let my let my heart, the internal flow from which I, I live with God, let it start in the deepest parts of me, yes. not just the outward, you know, that people can see. Let it be an internal change that actually flows outward Amen. as opposed to the outward that people can see and they go, oh, yeah, look at what she's doing. Yes. Let Amen. it be even start where no one can see it but God. Yes. Then it really becomes transformative. Yes. And so we start there. And that's where, you know, if, if I will go through this process yeah. and allow the Lord to confront me mm-hmm. and allow the Lord to shape me, um, then I, I, in the midst of a crisis, mm-hmm. I, I'm on God's side. Yeah. And that's, you know, I'm not on the left. I'm not on the right. Mm-hmm. I'm actually wanting to be on the same page as God. Yeah. And that's the safest and smartest place to be. Right. And so I feel like these next three months, two months, leading up to the election, basically two months, we this is where I want us to continue dialogue and live, is is get into that place of of mourning, God, I have sinned against you and you alone. Come to yes, me. Yes. Come to me. Don't make excuses. Right. Don't try to cover up things. No, get real with the Lord. Mm-hmm. If you have like significant vices in your life, yeah. I'm telling you, go to a leader and repent. Yes. Do James. Confess your sin. Mm-hmm. This is the season that we would confess our sin, that we would purify ourselves. We would take communion and rejoice in the cleansing of our sins mm-hmm. so that we can go somewhere together. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Have no other gods before him. Absolutely. There, there is a time when the Lord is going, hey, I, I'm jealous for me yes. to have all of you. Yes. And we have... We've deified 
the right wing, the left wing. Yes. We, we have deified money. We All these things. We Comfort, have had, ease, entertainment. Yes, we have had gods before God. Absolutely. And we've made God our hobby, our extracurricular thing. Our feel-good Our feel-good. He's who we go to. You know, when, when we're really sad, and yeah. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. We we have not recognized the God that sits above the circle of the earth, yes. that holds the nations in his hand, the God of Job who hollows out the seas and holds them in his hand, forms the mountains with his own hand, like knows what every single snowflake yes, looks like yes, yes. and can distinguish one from the other. There's so much about God that we don't know. We don't recognize his vastness, his greatness, his infinite yes. power, you Amen. know, the God who was and is and is to come, the God who's never been created, has no beginning and no ending. Like when I begin to look at that God, everything is trivial. Yes. After that. Absolutely. And everything becomes small and lower case G. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I want to get rid of those lowercase g gods in my life. Absolutely. I, I want to bow before the one. Amen. And it's that season. And if I get caught up in the political dialogues, I can't quiet my soul yeah. and invite God in. It, yeah. You know, I because political dialogues create a defensiveness mm-hmm. and an offensiveness offensiveness to win my arguments. Yeah. And I can't dial it down to uh-huh. invite God in. Right. Yeah. And and so that's where I that's why I feel this. Yes. When you start from a p- posture of defending something, you don't listen as well. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so let's just um let's just end this today by just I would like you we're both I just want to pray. Yeah. And and ask the Lord and 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 if and those of you are listening, I want you to just even pray with us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not typically how we do our podcast, but I just I'm I'm afraid today, and I'm aware today that we have a problem, and God is um, God has an opinion, yeah, and it's an opinion that needs to be the defining voice in your life, and what He says is where on the page that you want to be, absolutely, and so. Uh, yeah, you go ahead and then yeah. I'll pray as well. Lord, I ask that you would search us. Yes. We invite the eyes of God to search us. Yes, God. You who search to and fro throughout the whole earth, that you may strongly support those hearts that are loyal to you. I want to be found loyal to you. Yes, God. Not loyal to my nation, not loyal to a political party, not loyal to an ideology. Yes, God. I want to be found loyal to you. Yes, God. And I'm asking, would you search me? Would you search us? Yes, God. Would you expose areas that I have turned into just my pet opinion I want you to expose it. I want to repent of it. I want to own it. And I want to turn away from those things that keep me from loving you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And that keep me from loving my neighbor as myself. God, would you come bring conviction, be specific, be clear, and you take the light that you have, God of light, 
shine it in my inner man yes. and expose every area of darkness yes. that hides but that can't hide from light. Amen. So God of light, come, search me, know me, expose me. I want to be on your page. Yes. Father, I pray the same prayer. Oh, God of eternity, I humble myself and I come before you. Yes. Come to me. Yes. Come to me and confront me. Yes. Come to me and challenge those places where I do not look like your son. Mm-hmm. Come to me and find those offensive ways, those pockets of resistance yes. in my life yes, where I am resisting what you want to do in my heart. Come and confront. Come and challenge me, Lord. Mm-hmm. I want to be on your page. I want to be on what you're doing. And this is not the hour to have high and lofty opinions. Mm -hmm. It is not the hour that I would stand in self-righteousness and defend my political point. This is an hour to walk in sobriety before you. And so I invite you into my life to challenge me. And those that are listening, I pray for them, Father, that you would do the same. Come to them, speak to them, and have us on your page. Have us on your your calendar, what you're doing, so that we would not align ourselves with things that you are opposed to. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord, I want to listen to your voice. Mm-hmm. And I pray for everyone listening that we would be on your page. In the name of the Lord, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for listening. And uh, and I just, just I want to encourage you. Um, even maybe just do a little fasting yeah. in this season. Uh, fasting so minimizes our defenses. It's <laughs> so true. And it's so, you know, just causes us to really open up before the Lord yeah. and allow him to come in and challenge us. And it's beautiful. I love to be challenged by God. Yes. So uh, bless you guys. Hey, thanks for listening. Yep. And we'll see you next time. Until next time, até próxima. Brazil, we love you. And, uh, and I believe that what we talked about today actually is very applicable to Brazil. Yeah. You're in a very similar situation, even with political leadership. There's, I think there's a lot of similarities. Yes. We love Brazil. God bless you guys.